If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Recorded live. This is Wednesday, July 20th, 2016, and welcome to episode number 191 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WWS Radio Network, one year older and continuing to be bolder, <clears throat> is, of course, WWS Revolution. I'm, of course, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw, back on the line here with you as we continue our big action pack week here in the WWS Radio Network. Of course, right now on, on here with me thus far is the Humanist Post Machine, John Gross, on the chat box. He is, of course, the first 2016 WCWS Hall of Famer. Of course, you can also catch him alongside <clears throat> King and W.O., the Iceman, and <clears throat> and uh, also a flurry of folks on WCWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon from 3 to 5 right here on TalkShoot.com. John, of course, welcome to episode 191 of Revolution Mothership Broadcast. Thank you very much, sir. Tonight here, ladies and gentlemen, of course, will be a very unique uh, episode number 191. As as we will start, of course, this will be our first show in which we will start talking and reviewing, of course, <clears throat> uh, because of the change, of course, up for uh, SmackDown to Tuesday nights, of course, on USA Network. We'll be reviewing SmackDown Live here every, on our Wednesday edition of Revolution, and that, that will start here tonight, of course, for our review of last night's SmackDown show. And then, of course, right after our review of the SmackDown of, of the overall of overall SmackDown episode, of course, we will also talk about, of course, the big the big story, of course, from SmackDown last night, the WWE draft, <clears throat> who went where, who went to Raw, who went to SmackDown, who came up from NXT, 
all these, of course, all these stories came up. All these, uh, <clears throat> all these, of course, uh, questions were answered, and we will definitely you know, bring that list here to you tonight. And uh, I'd love to get your thoughts and opinions about this as well. If you care to join me and John and and whoever whomever we do have else we have coming on here to line here tonight. Please feel free to give us a call here, 1-724-444-7444. Call ID 138055-POUND, the magic six numbers, and press that one if you want to chime in on anything that myself or John or anyone else here that does pop on here on the, sh- on the show does have to say here tonight about all that we will talk about here this evening. Of course, before we get into the talk about of last night's SmackDown show and WWE Draft, of course, our wrestling news and views and our in uh, our history and birthdays. Of course, our history and birthdays are currently being uh, compiled up by our own human suplex machine, John Gross. Both members of King Ice, King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith and the Iceman, J.D. Jerry Geralmo, are not here this evening. However, I do have some wrestling news and views that we'll definitely bring here to you tonight. <clears throat> Courtesy of, uh, of course, friends of the Iceman's here, uh, 411 Mania. I'll definitely bring that here to everyone's here attention. So definitely just... Uh, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> Chime here with me, uh, and as I, uh, as I definitely pull everything up right here, and I will definitely uh, bring it here to you, of course. So <clears throat> coming up, uh, uh, bring here, bring here to everyone's attention, of course. Uh, <clears throat> this is coming from a story similar to what stemming from a story that JD brought us last night on Revolution, concerning a lawsuit that was brought up to WWE concerning. Uh, <clears throat> past wrestlers uh, suing WWE for for concussions for experiencing con- 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 concussions uh, while of course being in the ring during their time in the WWE. Wrestling Inc. has gone, and this is of course coming from Four Eleven Mania's Jer- Jeremy Thomas. Wrestling Inc. has gone through the lawsuit filed this week by Constantine Kairos against WWE on behalf of 53 former talent and dug up a selection of claims and stories contained within. You can see the quotes from the lawsuit below right here. Uh, <clears throat> of course, it says, right, WWE issued a statement on Monday in regard to the lawsuit they read. This is another ridiculous attempt by a cemetery to approve these five class-action lawsuits against WWE, both of which have dismissed the federal Dismissed. A federal judge has already found that this lawyer had apparently false allegations about WWE, and this is more of the same. We're kind of this also will suffer the same fate as his prior, as his prior attempts and be dismissed. <clears throat> uh, for example, uh, dress code violations. Of course, this was uh, uh, this was one against Road Warrior Animal. He was even threatened with fines for wearing jeans on an airplane, changing a 7 a.m. flight to a later one. Uh, Johnny the Bull. For example, he was fined $500 for wearing a baseball cap on a bus at 3 o'clock in the morning because the dress code was business casual. Hugger said he was fined $500 for wearing certain casual clothing on an airplane arriving at a hotel at 7 a.m. on a red-eye flight from Los Angeles to Toronto. And also King Colin Bundy, he was fined for missing a show and threatened, and threatened with fines for wearing shorts on a plane to the shows. Uh, wrestler Pay, Omar Atlas, Although Maharis was well known, he was eventually transformed by the WWE into a jobber to the stars. And by 1993, he was directed for $200 a night to put WWE stars over, meaning he was asked to repeatedly lose in order to make WWE head on his lip better. <clears throat> this is also having to do with uh, Slick. As recently as April 2016, WWE paid Johnson $2,500 
to induct a wrestler who died at age 41, of course, Big Boss Man, into the WWE Hall of Fame. And this is talking about Kamala. Uh, Harris' last check paid to him in March 2016 was for $98.01 for his annual quarterly royalties for his performances. And also as of working 300-plus shows a year, uh, Jim Brunzel, wrestling for WWE from 1985-1993, Brunzel would wrestle 300 nights per year, often as many as 25 to 26 days each month. He even wrestled once wrestled 43 days in a row. <clears throat> Butch Reed. Reed wrestled close to 300 nights per year, twice on weekends, and often wrestled seven days a week. Marty Jannetty. He wrestled more than 300 shows per year for WWF and twice on weekends. The Warlord. He described the WWE performance schedule as full-time and rigorous and performed over 300 shows per year. Barbarian. He wrestled as his partner more than 300 nights per year and worked like a horse. Slick. During most of his tenure at WWE, he worked over 300 nights per year, sometimes 30 to 40 nights straight with no breaks. Boris Zukov. Zukov estimated he wrestled 275 to 300 nights per year while at WWE. One-man gang. <clears throat> I traveled injured at least 300 nights a year for WWE on the road. And Black Bart. Some report multiple performances per night, and in one instance named Plaintiff Rick Jones states he wrestled in 10 shows in a single night. And this is, of course, talking about Vince McMahon, jumping Rex King. He was told by WWE employee J.J. Dillon that he would be paid $500 per week. Smith said, says he received exactly one check when he called to locate his additional checks. He was told by Mr. Dillon, the emperor says he cannot afford to pay you for doing nothing. Smith's understanding was that the term the emperor was a reference to Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Ahmed Johnson. He was recruited by WWE to WWE by Michael Hayes and was sent to Connecticut to meet Vince McMahon. Norris brought his lawyer, Norris is the real name of Ahmed Johnson, but upon his arrival, Mr. McMahon said he hated lawyers and instructed the Norris' lawyer to leave the office as there was nothing to negotiate. Gimmicks and names. Ahmed Johnson. Norris selected the name Ahmed Johnson over the WWE suggestion of the ring name Buck. One Man Gang. Chairman McMahon personally remade his character to Akeem the African Dream and required he dress in a yellow dashiki as a racially stereotypical black complete with tribal dancers supplied by WWE. Butch Reed, an African-American wrestler, he was given the gift by WWF to dye his hair blonde and so be known as naturally blonde. He didn't want to do it, but rolled with it. He says Vincent Mann liked to force wrestlers to change to gimmicks that Mann created. Rodney Mack, his WWE assigned gimmick was to portray himself as an anti-white black militant. Uh, Bagond, I guess that's how you pronounce it, that is Rodney Mack's real name, explains it was a no-no to discuss injuries or your job would be in jeopardy. His dialogue consisted of lines such as D. Wright and Yeah with his manager while uttering lines such as Kill Whitey and Free James Brown. Okay. Also, uh, Boris Zukov again. <clears throat> Zukov's gimmick was out of a Russian communist from the Soviet Union and team with another wrestling former tag team called the Bolsheviks. Zukov's birth name was James Harrell, and he is of English-Irish descent. Upon entering to WWE, he literally, literally changed his name to Boris Zukov. He did so because WWE and Vincent Mann, <clears throat> he learned, would own you if you didn't do this. 
When Vincent Mann learned that he was legally bored of Zukov, he said it caused much friction and accounts for his failure to get a push in WWE. And Black Bart once again. Jones was given the gimmick of being a bad cowboy with a black hat and long beard by Dusty Rhodes and was given the name Black Bart by WWE as Vincent Mann wanted to own your name. Also, injuries. Chavo Guerrero Jr. By way of example, on August 24, 2004, he was hit in the head with a knee in a shooting star splash by another wrestler. Guerrero Jr. was not completely unconscious for many minutes with Stephanie McMahon at ringside before being hospitalized with concussion with a concussion and subacronoid hemorrhage. In 2005, he was kicked in the eye, with a, with, which fractured his orbital bone, yet shortly thereafter, he was still required to drop his belt, lose to another wrestler, that means in the ring at the direction of the WWE. Brian Clark. On September 23, 2001, he had a bad neck injury in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, when he was choked in by Mark William Calloway, of course, otherwise known as The Undertaker, also, otherwise known as he's also a famous wrestler, and discs in his neck were injured. Clark eventually had these discs replaced in 2014 and has had spinal surgery. Ken Patera. Patera describes a total complete lack of concern for wrestler health and safety, providing, for example, a 1987 match in Madison, Wisconsin, where his injuries required 450 stitches and eventual surgery despite no ambulance, doctor, or even ice on site at the performance. <clears throat> Slick. In 1987, in a match in Houston with Hulk Hogan, he fell to the ropes and was spitting up blood from internal injuries. Princess Victoria. She was seriously injured in the, w, in the WWE ring, including when she landed on top of her head in September 1984 in Philadelphia, where she felt an ungodly pain and tingling from head to her toes. After the match, she went to the hospital and was discovered she had cracked two vertebrae in her neck. Ahmed Johnson once again on January 21, 2006. Norris was knocked out completely after a guitar was smashed over his head by Jeff Jarrett in MSG leading to a hospital visit and long-term neurological injuries. Now, life after WWE, <clears throat> Warlord, uh, of course, his real name is, last name is Sapinski, has no health insurance and works as a bouncer in a nightclub. Excuse me, Jim Brunzel, he works for a janitorial supply company and has insurance though, through that job. The Brunzel attributes most of his injuries to his wrestling career. Mark Jindrak, he continued his career in wrestling in Mexico, where he indicates working conditions and health and safety practices for professional wrestlers are far more advanced than in the WWE. And Boris Zukov currently works as a truck driver. And, of course, currently on concussions. <clears throat> Chavo Guerrero Sr., he never heard the word concussion. You got your bell rung sometimes, but there was rarely treatment, inquiry, or intervention by WWE staff or ringside doctors unless it was an obvious medical emergency. Uh, Jim Brunzel goes on to say, Brunzel believes he sustained several major concussions in his WWE career and numerous times in WWE he had his bell rung. Jim Power says Manley, of course his real name is Manley, sustained numerous head injuries while in WWE, including being knocked unconscious in a WWE match in Italy with the tag team Demolition, real names Bill Eady and Barry Darso, who are also named plaintiffs in this action. Additionally, Manley states he had his bell rung numerous times at WWE events. Also, Mark Jindrak, once again, after the match, the guys were joking about having your bell rung like that, including jokes from WWE officials. And how wrestlers deal with these injuries, uh, Marty Gennetti once again says he asserts WWE sometimes had doctors who mostly dis distributed drugs. Generally, we had to take care of ourselves. I would help other guys pop shoulders back into place. 
Janae described WWE as a place where you lick your own wounds, that the medical treatment provided was mostly tape and go. Savon Granier said the rule was you don't get hurt and medical attention was not solid or administered unless absolutely essential. Seeing doctors was in fact discouraged and WWE had very little supporting medical staff, if any, at the matches. And Butch Reed says the preferred WWE medical treatment was take, take yourself up, spit, spit on it, and put a Band-Aid on it. So kind of a rough thing going on, of course, with the lawsuits going on right now with uh, with the WWE situation. So we have to keep our eyes open on that. Uh, Let's see what else we got uh, going on here in the... Any other wrestling news here? Uh, Hmm... And believe it or not, of course, with SmackDown, of course, not being live every live every Tuesday night now, uh, well, we can report that w, and coming uh, story coming right now, courtesy of uh, Jeremy Thomas once again here today. WWE's plan to give SmackDown's biggest audience yet paid off, at least in its debut. Last night's WWE, WWE draft episode of SmackDown, the show's debut in its new live Tuesday time slot, managed to beat this week's Raw and both ratings metrics. The show brought in a 1.18 rating and 3.7 million viewers, up 111% and 53% from last week's final Thursday episode 0.56 demo rating, 2.068 million viewers. More notably, it was up 4% and 1% from Monday's raw numbers, 1.13 and 3.133 million viewers. Of course, <clears throat> the attraction of the heavily promoted draft the new time slot and the live format all factored heavily into the ratings jump. And the more important question will be to see how the show holds up in the following weeks. A drop is very likely, as is the typical case for shows following a much higher debut time slot move. SmackDown is ranked number one among cable originals for the night, topping the haves and have-nots on the Oprah Winfrey Network. So, uh, <clears throat> so, so definitely, like I said, the debut episode of of uh, of Monday of uh, Monday night uh, of I mean of, of the new SmackDown live on Tuesday nights was a, was a very pretty good call. Uh, of course, uh, we got we got more we got uh, we got two or three more stories that we'll definitely bring to I say everyone's attention here. Um, of course, everyone did here on Monday. Of course, and that's made by. SmackDown Live Commissioner Shane McMahon that Daniel Bryan, of course, is the new general manager of SmackDown. Um, of course, the story coming out courtesy of Larry Zonka at 411 Mania. So when did Daniel Bryan agree to his WWE return? Uh, of course, a small story right here. According to ProWrestlingSheet.com, Daniel Bryan agreed to return to WWE back in May. Okay, The site reports that the brand split was originally going to be announced the night after Money at the Bank, and that was going to be the night Bryan returned. They were also going to originally have Shane McMahon, Stephanie McMahon running Raw and <clears throat> Brian Button has with them. The site did, did not have details on when the direction changed or when Foley was brought back into the mix. So, so apparently this was this was brought up a couple of months ago, but apparently since that time it looks like it had it had changed since then. And of course, here's that's the direction 
that it has that has that has uh, taken place, and that is, of course, obviously, <clears throat> and that is, of course, like I said, worked out. Like I said, for everyone, like I said, Stephanie, of course, the new commissioner of RAW, and Mick Foley, the new general manager of RAW, whereas Shane McMahon uh, <clears throat> is the commissioner of SmackDown, and Daniel Bryan is the new general manager of SmackDown. So there you go. Uh, and like I said, we said we have we have one more story here. Uh, and one one more story we have right here. Uh, yeah, we and then we have one more coming up here concerning a WWE superstar. Of course, the uh, <clears throat> of course we have Larry Zonka at Fortland Mania. According to ProWrestling.net, Roman Reigns' WWE wellness policy suspension ends today. Reigns can start making WWE appearances again starting tomorrow. He is currently advertised for Saturday's WWE Live Event in Wildwood, Wildwood, New Jersey, and, of course, this Sunday at the Battleground pay-per-view. And, of course, this Sunday, remember, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, and was our, was our WWE Battleground 2016 prediction show, where we were making predictions for all the matches <clears throat> that are currently that, that are part of the uh, Battleground pay-per-view. We're making our giving our thoughts and opinions about that, about who will win each match. And you might see one, you might hear one or two little bets here and there as well. So definitely, <clears throat> definitely <clears throat> take a listen to that. I uh, hear this uh, Sunday evening, Sunday evening at five o'clock right here on on talkshow.com. Like I said, call D with special edition revolution, call D one three eight zero five five pound. <clears throat> so on that, ladies and gentlemen, that's the rest of the news and news that we have going on right now. Uh, let's see what, uh, Let's see what uh, let's say John has in terms of the rest of history and birthdays. <clears throat> and John has a good amount of uh, rest of history here, and I do want to thank him in advance for that. Thank you very much, sir, John, for providing that here for us tonight. Uh, for this date, July 20th, let's go ahead and dive, in, dive into and see what he has. Uh, on this date, 43 years ago, which would put it at about 1973, Jack Briscoe defeated Harley Race to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Race's first run, lasting all of 57 days, was the shortest official title reign. <clears throat> yeah, in NWA history. That record would only stand for a year and a half, as the Giant Baba would have a seven-day reign as NWA champion. <clears throat> when Jack Briscoe would defeat him for his second NWA world title. Okay. On this date, 24 years ago in 1992, the natural disasters, the late earthquake and also typhoon, defeated Money, Inc., Ted DiBiase, and IRS to win the the WWF Tag Team titles. The title changed hands at a house show for the second straight time, in fact, from February 1992 to September 1993. Five Five of the six tag team title changes happened at a house show. Okay, thank you very much, there, John. Good, good, good point of view there. Eighteen years ago, uh, that would put it at about let's see, 1998, I believe. Yes, <clears throat> yeah. On episode of WCW Monday Nitro, Scott Hall and the Giant defeated Kevin Nash and Sting to win the WCW World Tag Team Titles, and Bret Hart defeated DDP to regain the vacated United States Championship just two weeks after it was vacated. Goldberg was the original champion until he won the WCW World Title against Hulk Hogan. <clears throat> yes, I do remember that. That was a big time moment. 
eight years ago here today, of course, in, in 2008, the Great American Match was held in the Nassau Coliseum in Uniondale, New York. 12,454 people were in attendance for 273,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. The show saw three title changes. Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins won the WWE Tag Team titles. Shelton Benjamin defeated Matt Hardy to regain the United States title. Shelton would go on to hold the belt for a good set of eight months until he lost the belt to MVP in March of 2009. Michelle McCool defeated Natalya to become the first ever WWE Divas champion. The Divas title was held exclusively to SmackDown until both the Divas and Women's Championship were unified at Night of Champions in 2010. The event was also the final WWE pay-per-view to have a TV-14 rating as the company would transition to a PG rating a few days later. On a side note, two people were arrested for burglary <clears throat> when they tried to steal chairs from the show. One of the perpetrators stuck, struck a WWE employee with a bottle and even bit him for trying to stop the theft. The show also held the only New York parking lot brawl between JBL and John Cena, with JBL winning the match. Two years ago here today, at WWE had Battleground 2014. The Miz won the vacated Intercontinental title for a third time in a 20-man battle royal by last eliminating Dolph Ziggler. The Intercontinental title was vacated due to an injury by Bad that was that, that due to an injury by Bad News Barrett. And Johnson ended up retaining the WWE World Heavyweight title in a fatal four-way match over Kane, Roman Reigns, and Randy Orton. <clears throat> also in 2000, on this day of 2015 on, on Raw, The Undertaker made his Raw return to explain his actions on why he cost Brock Lesnar the WWE title at Battleground, in which it was announced that Undertaker would, The Undertaker would take on Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. In the second half of the show, Paul Heyman came out and cut a promo on The Undertaker as, as Heyman said, you sold your soul to the devil, but your butt belongs to Brock Lesnar. That's when the fireworks began as The Undertaker made his move towards Heyman. Brock Lesnar came down and all hell break, broke loose. Between Brock and Undertaker, Triple H and Stephanie had beefed up security and superstars <clears throat> to stop Brock and Undertaker from fighting that night. The security and superstars did their best to settle the two, including a threatening exchange between Brock and Undertaker with Brock screaming, I will kill you, and Taker saying you're going to have to. After the commercial break, the two fought backstage. The fight officially stopped, and Brock was led in handcuffs. And John says, says and Art human special machine says he remembers that moment. I do too, John. That was a big-time moment, yes. So he remembers that moment between Undertaker and Brock Lesnar getting into that brawl. That was a big-time moment, indeed. And John also has two birthdays for us today. Uh, Mike Sanders, of course, above, above average Mike Sanders, it was part of the uh, natural born uh, <clears throat> natural born fellows in WCW, also was a commissioner in WCW for a little while too, as I'm mistaken, and also just uh, a recent release WWE superstar and Adam Rose as well. And John said that's all he's got for the history and birthdays here as well. So thank you very much, sir John, for providing that here to us. And of course, like I said the rest of the news, news and views. Of course, I did provide those this evening. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound. This is episode 191 of the Mothership Broadcast, WWS Revolution. <clears throat> I'm, of course, Mr. WS Chad Henshaw. I'm back on the line here with you. And <clears throat> joining me so far is the human suplex machine, John Gross, the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer. And, of course, uh, part of Raw Radio every Monday afternoon from 3 to 5 right here on TalkShow.com. He is also, as I said, the first 2016 Hall of Famer. I did say that. Yes, indeed. Uh... <clears throat> of course, we are waiting. Of course, I hope some more folks to pop on the show here tonight. 
Uh, of course, we're now, ladies and gentlemen, we'll definitely be chiming in here on uh, why to hear your thoughts and opinions on everything that was talked about here on, on uh, of course, what happened with last with last night's debut of of SmackDown Live on USA Network. Uh, we'd love to get your take on it. Of course, uh, we heard the ratings that we just we just uh, released there. Uh, John, if you like, sir, please go ahead and give us your account of what of your overall opinion, sir, on uh, last night's uh, SmackDown Live show. Uh, was it, of course, being the very the, the debut show of uh, <clears throat> um, of, of course, being live, being on Tuesday nights, and of course, being, of course, um, of course, also having the WWE draft on is a big part of it. Your take on on last night's show, please. And why he does that, ladies and gentlemen, I will go ahead and announce, of course, tomorrow night. Of course, it will be our next episode of the second installment in video Wolf Pack. Well, once again, it will be all wrestling news and views of the day for uh, wrestling history and, bir- and birthdays, courtesy. Of, of course, uh, <clears throat> I will possibly be bringing those here to you here uh, tomorrow night. And then, of course, there's some more, like, there's some more wrestling news and views and then some more general wrestling discussion. I have some more to talk about, of course, uh, this draft that, that took place last night. Uh, plus some other wrestling news, like I said, that's making the rounds. And who knows, ladies and gentlemen, some more, some more fantasy matchups, some more fantasy brackets. Uh, we may even do another mock draft again. Who knows? I mean, that's become a very popular thing, so we'll have to wait and see what happens. But be sure to join us tomorrow night for another episode of the second installment, NWL Wolfpack here. <clears throat> tomorrow night from 9 to 11, call ID 138-521-POUND. And, of course, like I said, the Friday edition of Revolution, 138-055-POUND. More wrestling news and views, more history and birthdays, more general wrestling talk, and more you know, fantasy matchups, more fantasy brackets, more mock drafts, more more just everything wrestling, of course. And then uh, Saturday afternoon from 1 to 2, of course, <clears throat> will be, of course, our... Radio Network Review Show. Of course, WWS Power Hour, where we will review all the shows, of course, in the Radio Network, of course, talking about Raw Radio, and then, of course, wrestling, we'll talk about Raw Radio, wrestling, wrestling Revisited, Outside the Ropes, Wrestling Debate, Revolution, and Wolfpack. So be sure to join us for Power Hour uh, this coming Saturday afternoon from 1 to 2, right here on TalkShow.com. That call ID for Power Hour. Is in fact, of course, one four one three six four pound, and of course, as I mentioned before, please be sure to join us this Sunday afternoon at five o'clock for our special special edition of Revolution. Will be our Battleground 2016 uh, pre, uh, uh, prediction show where we will we will predict all we will we will go through all the matches of Battleground 2016, as well as of course all of the. Of course, give our thoughts and opinions on who will win each match. Give uh, give good give some good analyses on each match, and then of course we will <clears throat> we may be making a better two on this. So we'll definitely have to wait and see what happens. So definitely listen to us at five o'clock this uh, 
this uh, Sunday evening for a special edition of Revolution, of course. <clears throat> Oh, thank you very much, John. I got that right here. <clears throat> okay, John, thank you very much for letting me know about that. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, of course, uh, and of course, like I said, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we may have one, one or two more folks pop on in a few minutes. But John has his review of SmackDown last night's SmackDown show. We'll go ahead and just throw it on out there. Uh, he said, he likes John. John's opinion here is. Uh, the SmackDown was not bad for its first Tuesday show. The roster for Raw and SmackDown was pretty much impressive. He said he thought, although AJ Styles is not going to be involved, that hurts him. That hurts him the most. The WWE title match was awesome, similar to Raw. Finally, we had a clear Crystal winner. But where is WWE Championship going to end up this Sunday? Will it stay on SmackDown or Raw? I was a Batman WWE Championship is going to go backwards. Always been that's Sunday not Raw. Uh, John said he's also happy to see that. Uh, KO, Brock Lesnar, Sami Zayn, Chris Jericho, Big Show, Rusev, and others are going to Raw. He really wanted Bray Wyatt and Kane to go to Raw, but it's not going to happen. Then we decided to see Finn Balor on Raw. Seeing and Styles staying on SmackDown, I guess it's for the best, because they want to continue their, their feud. That's good. I thought they were going to break up the teams like the New Day and they in doing cast and the Vault Villains. But that was smart. Not that was smart to do that. And John, I have to agree with that too. I thought that was that was a great great move there. Uh, of course, John saying uh, and this one, one of the NXT uh, uh, ladies there, Nia Jax, I'm in that raw. She's going to be a killer. Um, she's going to destroy everybody. The question is, of course, talking about the free agent here, Heath Slater. The John said Slater could end up on Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Golden Crown, heck, even become the chick from Wendy's again. <laughs> John, you could be right. Uh, you know, uh, Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziggler, was asking me that earlier today there, John. Uh, you know, that's that's kind of interesting. I don't know if he's, if he's Slater was, is, is supposed to be a, is supposed to be a pawn or what. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going on. I'm not sure what the take is on that. But we do have someone popping in on the line here right now. It is, yes, indeed, and it is one of the only, of course, like I said, she is the Paula Heyman, two, two, two TNWOs, Paula Heyman, the Attitude Duo from Attitude Radio, every Saturday night from 9 to 11, right here on TalkShoot.com, and one-third of NWO Madness Kingdom of Wrestling Debate every Wednesday evening from 8 to 9, right here on TalkShoot.com. She is one of the only, the Black Widow herself, lovely, lovely Miss Michelle Lynn Dodds. Michelle, welcome to episode number 191 of Revolution. Hello. Hello, it's just myself and John right now. Although I did get a message from John, he just informed me, which I, uh, you know, I thought this was not going to happen. Apparently, there's been a little bit of a change. JD actually is going to be here in a few minutes, so you may have JD after all. So he says, so be here in about 15 minutes. So, okay. He just got John. He just sent a message to John, and John just told me. So there you go. Uh, we just started doing a review of last night's SmackDown, uh, Michelle. I went through a few pieces of wrestling news and did some history as well. Uh, John had a few great pieces of, to say about last night's SmackDown show. Uh, hmm, uh, John, anything else you wanted to add about last night's SmackDown?
John, John St. Pedro, got real. I thought they were going to end up on the same show, but it hurts when they're not going to be on the same show. So, yeah. I would agree with that. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Is, is it, is it, and, and I've heard about it, meant, oh boy, this is getting good. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the man, the myth, and yes, yes, indeed, the legend, the one, the only, King MWO himself, the one and the only. The show. Would you like to say his name, if you please? Gerard fucking T. Smith. <laughs> yeah. I crept up like a spider, I tell you. <laughs> hey, Gerard. Gerard, Gerard you did it on the show this time. I did. I'm drunk and I'm ready. Huh? Hey, I got to announce you this time, Gerard. I know, eh? Hey, isn't that awesome? Yeah. Michelle, hey, you but instead of, hey, but instead like of a Lord, spider, instead of a spider, I was a rolling beer can. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to mention Michelle's a beer can with a Canadian, uh, the maple leaf. Isn't that right, Gerard? That's a maple leaf, right? Yeah. That's right. That's right. There you go. Uh, we're getting John to send in his reviews of last night's SmackDown show. Uh, Gerard, Michelle and I talked about it last night, and I want to throw it out here at you, that I thought it might be kind of cool with, with SmackDown now being on Tuesday nights, and we use Wednesday nights to review SmackDown. How does that sound to you, Bill? Yeah, that sounds uh, like a plan. Okay, okay. <clears throat> okay. Uh, and then, of course, John saying I'd... He's definitely excited that he has that, he, that John is definitely excited. He doesn't have to see John Cena on Monday night anymore. That he's still excited that he's that he that he still has to he still has to see him on Tuesday nights. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Did John anything else there, Beth? And the Attitude Duo is here. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The top heel king and queen. You know what? I like that. I like that. I like that very much. And after I get done everybody's review of SmackDown, I will read the list of the draft picks. I do have that list you sent me, Michelle, by the way. I will read off that list. Okay, good. You did get what I sent you? Yes, I did. I read it. Okay, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read off of that because you sent it to me. Okay, yeah. okay cool. Yes. Uh, I, don't, uh, I can't delete it. I can't delete off that chat box. <laughs> it's it's tucked that blue. Yeah. John, anything else there, bud? Because I had the attitude duo is itching to talk. I don't want to interrupt. I, I'm itching for a beer, but I can't reach. Oh. I'm not on portable. Okay, well, John has all that John has right here. So, um, let's see, Michelle, let's um, let's go ahead and listen. Oh, the old Lord. Just right when we get going here, that, and as John said, the hits just keep right on coming. 
the, the third member of y'all's madness kingdom has finally arrived. It is it is the one and the only and Duard you can't drink a beer without ice. And here's the man to bring it to you. The Iceman himself, J D. Jerry Geralmo, of course, uh, who brings Raw Radio and all our other shows as well. JD, welcome to number 191 of Revolution. Better late than ever, guys. What's going on? Okay, you shocked me there, but I thought you weren't going to be here at all. Well, it was 8 to 4, and we were listening on the way home. We had no traffic. Now we're losing 8 to 5 now. Well, well, almost the whole thing. But half. Fill it up. JD, we have a packed house. We have John on the chat box, and now we have Michelle. We have you and and we have Gerard Dole. Very nice. Very nice. Yes. We have a full house. Someone's got to be the Olsen twins. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put John in that role. <laughs> we'll put John in that role tonight. There you go. Okay, everybody. Let's get everybody's uh, pins on, on last night's SmackDown. Oh, that's before we run down the list of draft groups. Michelle. You came on first. We'll start with you, my dear. Your thoughts on the overall uh, uh, debut of SmackDown Live last night? Your thoughts? Uh, well, um, the draft was okay. Um, the match rematch between Ambrose and Rollins was insane, as always. It was a great matchup. Uh... Natalia, I guess, just turned heel because she once again has attacked Becky. Uh, I don't really remember the other matches, to be honest with you. But it was a pretty A-OK show. Um, Like I said, the draft, you know, was basically the highlight, which was everybody was looking forward to the most. Um, But it was a pretty good show. Okay. Excellent. Thank you very much, Michelle. Uh, Gerard, you are next, my friend. Your overall thoughts are on last night's debut of SmackDown Live. Uh, I caught a little bit of it, and then I got drunk. So I seen uh, John Cena and Luke Gallows fight, and I think I seen something else. But And then I stayed up and watched the draft thing on the network, so uh, I know where everybody went. And didn't I tell y'all I was right again? You should worship the ground I walk on. Seth fucking Rollins went number one. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And they broke up the club, kind of, sort of. That kind of stuck in my craw. Mm-hmm. And I think but they took the, up the Wyatts, too, didn't they? They did. They did. Uh, Eric and Bray's on SmackDown, I think, and uh, Braun's on Raw. Uh, uh, and Luke uh, Harper's still injured. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Excellent, there you are. Thank you very much, yes, sir. Uh, J.D., your overall thoughts are on SmackDown Live. It wasn't a bad show. I mean, I got to agree with Michelle about the main event. It was very good, however. I mean, obviously, Cena's match was good. But again, once again, 
it seems like the blonde bitches of Sasha, uh, freaking Charlotte and her little China-esque girlfriend slot Dana Brooke, however, have to steal one on Sasha Banks because, once again, that's the way they are, however. Well, like I said before, and I'll say it again, these ladies are in for a little rude awakening come Sunday, however, hopefully, in the form of Sasha Banks and either Nikki Bella or Bailey. Because I think it's some, it's time to put someone, basically to put uh, the champ in her place. And believe me, if it doesn't happen then, it will happen come SummerSlam. Okay, I'll see. Okay. Okay. Great with you guys all around. Uh, John, uh, Michelle, Gerard, JD, thank you very much. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, I think it's time everybody, uh, <clears throat> uh, and John's got a question. Let me ask everybody who's paying on this. John's got a good question here. Could Nia Jax be the surprise partner for Sasha Banks? Michelle, no. Take. No, Gerard, your take. I'm going to have to go with no. JD, <laughs> <laughs> your thoughts? No, it will not happen. It's going to be, like I said, either one or two people, Bailey or Nikki, I feel. Okay. Okay. All right. There you go. All right, John, the the, 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 the threesome here is spoken. Okay, that's a... <laughs> yeah, okay. <clears throat> yeah, and on that note, we'll go ahead and move right on in here to the to the draft. Uh, I had the list of who went where cursive on Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, which I do thank, by the way, for sending me to me earlier today. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, by, by rounds, by the way, too, which I like that. That's very nice. Uh, so, everybody, let's go ahead and let me run. And, we'll, and I'll ask everybody after after each round. I'll get everybody's take on that after that. We'll do it that way. Okay, here we go. Round round one. Ding, ding, ding. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Number one, obviously, as Gerard just said, Seth Rollins went to Raw. Yes. <clears throat> that was academic, I think, in my personal opinion. Number two. Dean Ambrose went to SmackDown. Number three, Charlotte went to Raw. Number four, AJ Styles went to SmackDown. And number five, Ben Balor was the first NXT superstar he drafted, and he went to Raw. Uh, Michelle, your take on round number one draft picks? Uh, it was a very good round one, obviously, uh, my Charlotte, but... Uh... I knew she would go to Raw because, you know, Ric Flair made sure that she went there to stay there. Um, obviously, it was evident that Seth Rollins was going to be Stephanie McMahon and then first choice because right now he's the heavy hitter other than Dean Ambrose. Um, but overall, it, it was a good, um, like I said, first round. I am surprised that they... Uh, that they put AJ Styles on SmackDown, really. But it was a very good move on Shane and them's part because, you know, you need some big heavy hitters in SmackDown, you know, because Raw is like, I mean, Raw just like pummeled them, basically, with choices. Sure, certainly, certainly. Gerard, your take on round one of the draft. I thought round one was fantastic. Hold on. They got rid of AJ to SmackDown. They got Finn Balor on Raw. So they can still have the club. Yep. Yeah. That's good. That'd be excellent. <clears throat> JD, your take on round one of the draft. 
Well, I'm not surprised that Rollins was number one. Of course, he's been bragging about it forever and a day. It was a no-brainer. Charlotte Raw is a no-brainer, too. But I'm glad to see Finn going to Raw. I think that sets up maybe a good feud down the road, possibly, if these two guys have never met before, maybe in NXT, maybe in the form of Finn and Seth. And that should be very, very entertaining. Absolutely. Absolutely. John, did you have a thought about round one of the draft? And bear with me, that's my neighbor's car alarm going off. I don't know what the hell's going on. Who's robbing his car? I don't know how he must have hit the alarm, basically. I can hear across the way, however, right across the yard, however, literally. John says, yeah, round one was awesome. It was definitely no surprise to me that Ron was going to be the number one pick. Okay, that's John's take on that. Okay. All right, thank you very much, sir, John. Round two coming up there, guys. <clears throat> uh, first one here, Roman Reigns went to Raw. John Cena went to SmackDown. Brock Lesnar went to Raw. Randy Orton went to SmackDown. And they did not split up the New Day, the tag team champions, to go to Raw. Uh, Michelle, you're taking on round two of the draft. Well, let's see. Roman Reigns, uh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> They should have drafted his ass to, like, Japan. But anyway, this is my opinion. Um, uh, very good choices. Um, I love that Randy is on SmackDown. Um, I'm hoping that they'll give him more publicity that way. Uh, I, don't, I don't feel that they showed him much on Raw. Um, John Cena was a surprise. Was he, did you say John Cena in this, current, in this round? Yes, so Johnson went to SmackDown. Okay. Um, I thought so. Um, I was surprised he went to SmackDown, but as I said earlier, his schedule is picked up and all that stuff, so it makes sense that, you know, he goes to SmackDown to back off on the appearances in wrestling. Um, Brock Lesnar to Raw, which is what I said, but I kind of regret it now because I kind of wanted him to go to SmackDown, but there again, Stephanie and Mick were going for the big hits, you know, like I said. Um, overall, it was, I don't remember who else, but um, like I said, they they should have drafted Roman Reigns to Japan Wrestling and left his ass there, but that's <laughs> my opinion. Um, overall, it was it was pretty good draft. It was pretty good second round. Okay. Gerard, your take on round two of the draft. Round two, that sounds good. Uh, oh, you're talking about wrestling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I'm on round. I think I'm on round two, but uh, who's counting, anyways? Uh, <laughs> it was all right, I guess. Roman should have went to Mexico and wear a mask, but that's not my decision. Uh, yeah, I thought it was. All right. Uh, the New Day being uh, still paired up and being one oh, yeah. one pick uh, was kind of neat, I guess, because they broke up the Lucha Dragons. They broke up the Wyatt family, which I thought was very silly. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. 
and they kept Fandango or Fandang Breeze or whatever the hell they're called. They went Fandango. Fandango. Yeah. Funny stuff, yeah. Weird name, Gerard. I know it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, weird name. Yeah. JD, your take on round two. Well, I'm not surprised Roman went to Raw, of course, because his suspension ended today, so go figure. So now yeah. it looks like he's going to be able to compete, however, on Sunday. Um, as far as Brock going to Raw, uh, it was kind of a risky pick, however, but a smart pick, I think, for them. Because now the question is, will he be allowed to uh, compete, however, still with everything that's hanging up in the air? In fact, I'm looking right now, it's crazy that this show last night, like I said, did really well. They did a 2-2 rating, believe it not. Their best rating in a long time believe it or not. But uh, long story short, I think it was some good picks there. But like I said, I think the uh, big surprise, other than Brock going to Raw, was uh, Randy going to SmackDown. Now, and I think he'll do just fine over there. What? Why, why was Brock a risky pick for Raw? I think because right now they're kind of still wondering how this thing is going to play out between UFC and WWE and how much time he may be out of action for. But I think it's a smart pick because I think at the same time, like I said, I think that sets up maybe Brock and Rollins maybe because I think Brock's just going to destroy him when that happens. Right. Right. Um, Yeah, I I actually read earlier before everybody came on, uh, when it was just me and John, I actually read in in the news, courtesy of Four Hundred Mania, that Roman Reigns' suspension actually ends today. He's supposed to be in a in New Jersey for continuing Sunday at Battleground. So, yeah. Someone so can still buy him a one-way ticket to Japan. Michelle, you can volunteer for that one. There you go. <laughs> okay, you guys. What did JD say I didn't hear him? I said you can uh, supply the ticket for him. <laughs> Shit. He ain't worth my time to pay for no ticket for. <laughs> and John, and, and, and uh, John is saying here, I'm glad it's seen it going back to range. I'm glad it's seen it's going to SmackDown. But Styles to SmackDown, one of Styles and Club and Ballard to be together on Raw. I concur Reigns being drafted to Japan or Asia, the Philippines, Australia, England, Mexico, Spain, or Africa, or the Zoo, or Jiffy Lube, or Shell. I'm not surprised Reigns went to Raw. Good Lord, John. Brock on Raw is a smart pick, and SmackDown, I did. I think did one of their best ever shows. John says, I'm getting word that the rap has announced that SmackDown locked up shows top ratings since 2010. I actually read earlier off of Full of the Mania, it actually, it actually kind of beat out Raw, Raw's ratings this week. Can I say I something? Please go ahead. Okay, it's eating me up. I'm sorry. Uh, as far as the whole Brock Lesnar thing goes, I mean, I understand, I get it, uh, but you know, I mean, it will be Vince's choice whether what he decides to do with Brock and all that. Um, there again, like I said, if he failed the drug test not once but twice, why the hell did they let him fight? Number one, and number two, uh, you know, between UFC and WWE is two different organizations, two different, you know, two different people head it. So, I don't know. Um, I mean, if they make Brock Lesnar pay and not participate 
against Orton Sunday because of this shit. To me, I'm going to blow the roof off of Facebook because if that's the case, do you know how many other wrestlers in the past have failed drug tests and they still let them wrestle? Oh, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. I I'm just saying. I'm no, sorry. No. I'm really biased when it comes to Brock Lesnar. I really, really am biased. No, I agree with what you're saying. That's I, I agree. By the way, I, Michelle, I don't know if you heard or not. Tomorrow night, however, I'm bound for glory. However, your boy James Storm will be fighting Broken Matt Hardy. Oh, I know. I'm going to be watching it. I figured you okay. would be. Okie doke, guys. Round number three coming up. <clears throat> Sammy Zayn uh, was drafted to Raw. Bray Wyatt. Oh, hey. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Bray Wyatt went to SmackDown. Sasha Banks went to Raw. Becky Lynch went to SmackDown, and Chris Jericho went to Raw. Uh, Michelle, your thoughts on round three? Great choices on round three. Great, great, great choices. But since Raw got Charlotte, I wanted SmackDown to have Sasha. That's my only complaint. Okay. Okay. Gerard, your your take on round three? I give you the gift of Jericho. Drink it in, man. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Uh, <laughs> that was good. I love it. JD, your thoughts on round three? Uh, like Michelle said, however, it was a great third round. I think it would have made more sense for, uh, like I said, Sasha to go on SmackDown, but now I think they're going to continue this feud, obviously, however, with her and Charlotte on Raw, so. Yeah, pretty. It was one of the better rounds of the evening. Let's just say. Okay. All right. Uh, John's what John says here. John says third round was swell. Although I'm very upset that Bray Wyatt is not going to stay on Raw. That was his only complaint. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Uh, round number four here, guys. Uh, Rusev with Lana is, is staying on is, is staying on Raw. The Miz with Maurice is going on SmackDown. Kevin Owens is on staying on Raw. Baron Corbin is on SmackDown, and Enzo and Big Cass is staying together as a team, and they're they're going to be on Raw. Um, Michelle, your take on round four? Um, Rusev and Lana they need a one way ticket back to Russia and stay there because um, I'm very sick of both of them. Mm-hmm. Um. I was very surprised Baron Corbin went to SmackDown, but, I mean, it was a safe choice, I guess, on their part. Uh, Mm -hmm. They kept Enzo and Cass together on Raw. Kevin Owens on Raw, great choice. Uh, What was the other one? Enzo and Big Cass, they they kept them together as a team. Yeah, I think that was a great decision because they're an amazing tag team. They're very, very comedic, you know. Um, So I thought it was a pretty good Pretty good round. Okay. Gerard, your take on round four. We're going golfing again? Jeez, I'm not I am. All the clubs, boy, you can take my clubs. Take the club golfing. All take right. the clubs and take the beer. I get it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was uh all right uh, thingy. Okay. Round. That's it. Okay. 
J.D., your thoughts on round four? Round four was pretty good. I mean, I agree with Michelle about Rusev and Lana. I am sick to death of them. I just want to puke every time I hear from them because it's always, oh, it's all about my fiance, Rusev. Shut the hell up, Lana, please. To quote Chris Jericho, just shut the hell up. Um, as far as uh, you some ig- of- what is it, you idiot? <laughs> yeah, you, you idiot. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I forgot about that. But no, I mean there were some nice picks here. I mean the Kevin Owens one I think was pretty damn good. I gotta say, very entertaining, very exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing where they're going with. They're going to continue this thing with him. So we'll see uh, what happens. But there were some good picks here, and uh, there were some that uh, kind of uh, I wasn't impressed with. But all in all, it was a uh, yeah, pretty good uh, fourth round, I guess. So. Okay, all right. <clears throat> Before I get to John's uh, thoughts about this, <clears throat> did you hear the other night on Raw, Lana came out there with the same calling Rusev a real American? He is no American. Yeah, calling himself a real American, please. He's about, he's about as American as French toast. He's about American as my backside is. He's American is worth the shit on my shoes. I'll even go further than saying it, Michelle. You see what Lana was wearing too? Camouflage. Yeah. Yeah. What a clown. Put put him and Roman Reigns on a freaking plane together somewhere. There you go. Just don't let him but it doesn't have me. I want to get your thought. Everyone's thoughts about that. Calling Rusev a real American, and then, of course, calling him by his nickname, the Bulgarian brute. That is, just, yeah, the Bulgarian uh, bitch. There you go. That, that's it. Uh, and then John's review of round four. I'm sad that Corbin's not going to be on Raw. Rusev, KO, Enzo, and Cass are great choices to stay on Raw. As far as Rusev and Lana go, they can go straight to the Grand Canyon and have an amateur fight in England. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And I got to say also, and and, 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 you know, I got to say one other thing too. It's good to see Enzo and Cass stay as a team on Raw because they are the most over team right now uh, by far next to the New Day, hands down. Hands down. And then John also says, and then Reigns and Rusev can go nose dive on the plane together. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gerard. Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. I love it. Gerard, yeah. uh, does it pay to be rude, by the way? It always pays to be rude. Speaking of Rude, let me ask Michelle, you and Gerard, this question, since we are talking about Bobby Rude. Why wasn't he drafted last night, or even Austin Aries? What the hell? I'll let Gerard go first. All right. Gerard? That was bullshit, I'd say. They should have got drafted. I agree, too. I mean, it did not make sense for them not to get drafted at all. Yes, sir. Besides Balor, those Two were the other utmost smart choices to draft, and they didn't do it. Yep, I think Na- I think Nakamura was too, but I think they're holding off on Nakamura for a while. Because Nakamura's right. going to go after Joe, obviously in Brooklyn next month. But yeah, I agree with you there, Michelle. I think those two, and like Gerard said just now, it makes sense that those two should have been drafted last night. Yep. Well, yeah, I, agree. I agree there too. I agree. 
Round round five coming up there, folks. <clears throat> uh, Where's King Kong yeah. Bunny when we need him with a five count? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and Anderson from the club stay on Raw. American Alpha uh, from NXT come to SmackDown. Both of them stay mm-hmm. as a tag team. Big Show stays on Raw. Okay. Dolph Ziggler goes to SmackDown, and Nia Jax goes from NXT to Raw. Uh, Michelle, your take on round five. Um, Nia Jax, great choice for Raw. Um, I think she's a powerhouse and one hell of a beast, and I hope that she will, uh, you know, like, what's that cartoon that was on TV? What the hell is it called? Oh, Captain Caveman with his big freaking fucking thing that he used to bong people on the head with. Yeah, yeah. she needs to come hey, on with that. She needs to come on with one of those and, like, clobber Charlotte over the head with that shit. Yeah. Um the uh if I mean who wants the choices again, chat? <laughs> Dallas and Anderson went to Raw, American Alpha went to SmackDown, Big Show went to Raw, uh Dolph went to SmackDown and Nia Jax went to Raw. I mean, Dolph okay, Dolph, 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 Dolph Dolph definitely great choice going to SmackDown. Yeah. Uh Gallows and Anderson great choice to go on on Raw as well. But I'm like Gerard. I'm kind of sad that they, you know, split him up like that. But I think what they're doing is they're pushing AJ more to become some kind of one of the title holders here in the in the near upcoming. Um, overall, it was okay. Certainly, Gerard, your take on round five. Big Show ruined this round. <laughs> Okay, okay. He gave this round a choke sign. Is that, is that, is that a draw? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. I got you. Okay. I got you. <laughs> okay. I got you. No, no, okay. I got it now. I got it now. Okay. <clears throat> I understand what you mean, but JD, your thoughts on round five? I think Nia Jax is a great pickup for Raw. I think she's going to be a very dangerous diva to watch out for. And if it isn't going to be like Sasha Banks that puts Charlotte in place, it will be Nia Jax. American Alpha, you better watch out for these guys. These guys are going to be fun, fun, fun to watch. I've heard great things about these guys. I mean, they're going to get over like the next Haas and Benjamin, hopefully, if they have the right tools. I mean, we've seen them have some great matches in NXT with like the Authors of Pain. And, of course, with uh, Dash and Dawson, the Revival, which, again, I'm surprised they weren't even drafted. After last night, either uh, Ziggler going on uh, Raw, however, I th- or SmackDown, I think is a good pick. Hopefully, they can finally light a fire under his tuchus and at least get some momentum behind him because he's been stuck up and down for most of his career. So hopefully, they can finally do something right with him. We'll have to wait and see. But the two I'm really excited about, obviously, are Nia Jax, which I'm really pumped up to see because I've seen a couple of her matches already. And like I said, American Alpha is going to be one of the best new upcoming teams to watch out for. Absolutely. Um, John, John's uh, thoughts here. Uh, Nia Jax is going to be one bad powerhouse. Leader. Oh, my so God. Uh, American Alpha, I'm really excited to see what they'll do on SmackDown. John says, Giles and Anderson are definitely not surprising. And the big show, of course, also not surprised as well. Dawson Gooch wants to stay on SmackDown. John says he's also sad that the club was broken up as well. And he's also mentioned another pretty good point, guys. Uh, J.D., you mentioned American Alpha. 
Let Kurt Angle come back to the WWE and manage American Alpha. I'm begging you, please. Yes, they have. I, they, yeah, yes. Oh, yeah. Why not? It makes sense. And like I said, as far as the big show goes, I will say one last thing about the big show. And you guys will probably agree with me. Retire. Please freaking retire already. You've had enough heel and face turns for 20 years now. It's time to go, big show. Go away. Um, well, one thing, if y'all hear me scream, just ignore me because there is one ginormous, and I mean ginormous, fucking possum on my porch right now. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, okay. But uh, you know what? Keep in, keep in mind about, you, you remember, uh, you, we reported J.D., of course, that Big Show and Shaq did talk about the match at WrestleMania. I say let that be Big Show's final match. Yeah, it has to be. I agree. Oh. Let, that be let, that, let that be the closeout right there. Mm-hmm. Why uh, not close actually, out with uh, someone as big as Shaq? Why not? One actually speaking of Kurt Angle, do you know who Kurt Angle would have been the would have been the perfect mentor for is Darren Young. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I love Bob Backlund, don't get me wrong. I love him to death. I think he's awesome, but Kurt Angle would have been the one. I agree. Well, you know, the angle lock, the, the the technical wrestling that he is and the all angle that. Slam. You know, it needs that. Yeah, sure. I agree. John's also saying Big Show's here right now, he'd scream at all of us. Oh boy. Uh John also says Show versus Shaka WrestleMania thirty three would have to be one final end for the Big Show's career. I mean why not do why not close out your career? with a big-time match against a big-time personality like that. Go out with a bang, pretty much. Ah, uh, it's coming closer. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I will football kick that son of a bitch across this yard. Go for it. Football time. Hey! <laughs> Dodge in the end zone. <laughs> Gerard, come throw some beer cans at him, Gerard. That would be fun. <laughs> See how far they can fly. <laughs> and before I go, proceed with the next ones, I have to take, of course, the infamous three-minute warning, as Rico, of course. Uh, King and W.O., sir, if you please, the infamous P.L.U.G., I will be right back to finish off the remaining uh, draft picks from last night. I'll be right back. If you have gray hair, this plug's for you. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. That's a lot of fucking fours, I know. The ID number is one three eight zero five five. It doesn't have any fours. Press that pound. Press the one. You can talk to any of us right now. Hurry up because one of us will be drunk soon. For nine ninety nine a minute. <laughs> For nine ninety nine a minute, Canada. No, it costs twelve <laughs> bucks to get drunk. But uh, we were we were close. We were pretty close. Uh, this Sunday, tune in for the pre-show at five o'clock. 
for the Battleground pre-show where we all but John is going to talk about who's going to win. Because he'll be there. Lucky bugger. (laughs) (laughs) You better get some pictures of Randy Orton for me. (laughs) And Brock and... I think he said he's got pretty good seats for the event. He was telling me. I don't know where I'm sitting on Monday for Raw, but I know it's going to be pretty awesome once Finn Balor comes out and I get to see Corey Graves. I'll be whistling with the fans cheering for my man Corey Graves at the end. Yeah, what about Corey Graves doing the announcing? I love it. I love it. Genius. But get rid of Saxton, please. God. It's like watching paint dry. (laughs) Just like David Otonga. Eh. I think the jury's still out on him. I mean, he could be good, I feel. I hope he does well. But I still think it should have been Ronaldo, JBL, and uh, Waller. I mean, keep Watonga on the pre-show or keep him to superstars with Tom Phillips. I think David Otonga is pretty good, though. Yeah, I think it'll take me a while to warm up to him, I think. But like I think like I told Michelle today, and I, when I spoke to her earlier today, I think Ronaldo's great. I love Ronaldo. He's so... He's not like Cole. He really gets into it. He's no, like J- he is great. Cause he's he is. He's like, he, yes, and he's like Jr. He's a, he's the Canadian version of Jr. He's a very serious wrestler. He takes it and he really gives it that extra oomph because he really drives the point home. He doesn't BS you and leave you hanging. Who's oh, from Canada, Gerard? What's that? Who's from Canada? Ronaldo, whatever his name is. Yeah, Marlon. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah, um, believe it or not there, guys, I actually, <clears throat> Michelle and I talked about that on debate earlier this evening. Hmm. I didn't go into good details about uh, the draft because <clears throat> I was saving it for tonight's revolution. Yes. But I did bring up, that was one story I did bring up, was the fact that they shuffled around the broadcast teams. Yeah, I did bring that up. Um, <clears throat> and uh, so, but so we wanted to save the best stuff for for this show here. So, but yeah, that was good. that was some pretty interesting thing. And of course, I said we did talk about that. Michelle about me up here. We talked did, did talk about this as well. That they were saving Jerry Lawler. They were putting Jerry Lawler and Booker T for the kickoff shows for the pay per views. Yep. So, which was. That adds actually adds a little bit more experience into the discussion for that if you really think about it. Yep. So that's that's not too shabby. And after we get done talking about this, I wanted to ask everyone's opinions about something Michelle and I did talk about on debate earlier this evening. Gerard, JD, y'all be perfect to ask this question. But we'll, we'll get through this first, and then we'll, I'll ask this question. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Round number six here. Gerard, thank you for the plug there. I do appreciate that. Round number six coming up. Neville went to Raw. Natalia went to SmackDown. Cesaro went to Raw. Uh, Alberto Del Burrito, I mean Del Rio, went to, Sm- <laughs> went to SmackDown. And Sheamus went to Raw. Okay. Uh, Michelle, your thoughts on round six? Uh, predictable picks in my eyes. Um, <clears throat> I thought it was a pretty good round, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well- Roger, I'm, I'm glad to see that. Neville back. Yeah, I can't wait to see him come back, too. I mean, he was a great competitor. Um, <clears throat> we can't wait to see him come back and compete. 
Uh, Gerard, your thoughts on round six? I like it. Okay. JD, your thoughts on round six? Uh, it was a pretty good round six. I mean, there were not too many surprises that came out of this round, but it still was pretty good for what it was, however. Okay. All right, let me see what John has to say here. Um, I'll be right back. Okay, Michelle, thank you very much. And John says, interesting picks, and also he cannot wait for the Neville, Neville to return as well. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Pardon me. That is the ginger ale talking. Hmm. Hey, Gerard, ginger ale, bud. You know what brand I'm drinking? No, I don't. I have Canada's, a feeling. Canada's, Canada's right. I was going to say Canada's mm-hmm. right. Yep. Did you guys know today it was uh, Natalie Wood's 78th birthday and that uh, freaking uh, Bruce Lee passed away on this day? Oh. Yeah. Oh, wait. So, no, something no, for the end of the dragon tonight in the DVD oh. collection. I'm definitely going to have to watch it in honor of Bruce's uh, passing today. Yeah, it, it, Bruce passed away on this day in 1973. Natalie Wood would have been 78 years old today. And I got to say this. Remember I told you guys earlier this year my cousin would have been 8 years old. Well, today. he is officially 80 today, so I'd like to say happy birthday to him today. Absolutely. I like that. Yes. So, a good day indeed, however, on uh, the day man walked on the moon on this day in 69. <laughs> and, uh... Well, let's wait for we'll wait for them to, I will read these and we'll wait for the show to get back while we get everyone's thoughts and opinions about this. Uh, round seven. <clears throat> and the rest of the, I think from round seven on down, they announced the rest of these uh, during the WWE Draft Center on the network. I do believe it's what I have listed right here. Uh, <clears throat> the next five here. Uh, Michelle, have you returned? Um, and here, here are two teams that they kept together right here. Golden Truth was kept together, both are on Raw. The Usos were kept together. They're on, they're, they'll, they'll be on SmackDown. Uh, Titus O'Neil will be on Raw. The Demon Kane will be on SmackDown. And Paige will be on Raw. And I'll come back and give Michelle's opinion in just a second here. Uh, Gerard, your thoughts on round seven? I thought it was pretty good. Very good. Okay. Uh, J.D., your thoughts on round seven? Uh, like the big show, I hate to say it, I think it's time for Kane to hang up the boots, however, if you ask me. I don't know if he's going to be able to still have it, but you never know. Uh, who are the other ones again? Golden, Golden Truth. They kept Golden Truth together. They're on, both on Raw. Mm-hmm. They kept the Usos together. They're on SmackDown. Oh, okay. Uh, Titus O'Neil went to Raw, and so did Paige. I think Titus will do fine where he's at. As far as the Golden Truth, however, I don't know if they'll get lost in the tag team shuffle war with, like, say, uh, the other teams, like the Dudleys and all that. As far as the Usos go, I've been hearing a lot more about the Usos lately. They've been getting a lot of booze at house shows, especially the last couple weeks. I don't know if that's going to be... like I said, however, uh, if that's going to be an indication they're going to turn these guys back into a heel or officially turn them heel, I think they have to because I think their face thing is worn out, however, because they just haven't on TV as much anymore. And I think either management has plans for them to turn heel or they're just not getting any more TV time and they're not the best uh, team that they once were. 
the last couple of years. They've kind of lost their zip the last few months, I'd say. I'm back. Does anyone like possum meat? I hope y'all didn't hear that. <laughs> oh, possum! I did hear possum meat. Is it extra crispy? <laughs> yeah, he was going after my cat, so uh, that doesn't work for me. So he's gone. Holly. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, Michelle, let me go ahead and run this down to you one more time. I've already, I haven't asked John yet. I have asked Gerard and JD. Let me go ahead and give you round number seven right here. <clears throat> uh, they kept the, the tag team, the Golden Truth, together. Both members are on Raw. They also kept the Usos together. Both are on SmackDown. Titus O'Neil is on Raw. Uh, Demon Kane is on SmackDown. And Paige is on Raw. Your take on round seven. Okay, so the Usos can be on the plane with Rusev and uh, Roman. Um, I'm hoping that Golden Truth was going to go to SmackDown, but they went to Raw. Paige, I knew, was going to go to Raw. Titus O'Neil, you know, good choice of going to Raw. Um, I think that they really need to start pushing him a lot more because I think he is a very big underdog. But it was a pretty pretty good pick. And let's see what John has to say here. John says he is a Kane fan, but he has got to agree with JD. It's time to let Kane go. And he's also thinking it's time to let Goldust go as well. No, 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 and no. I don't agree. I think that Kane should stay around. Kane is doing a great job. I think Kane is a a great performer as far as gold. uh, uh, Shit. Goldust? Goldust? Hell no. Don't get rid of Goldust. My God, Dusty Rose. I mean, fuck Dusty Rose. Not Dusty Rose. Cody Rose is already gone. That's bad enough. I mean, I, I want to keep Goldust around. I like Goldust. Right. John also said Titus O'Neil is a good choice. It's time to push Titus. It definitely should have been the U.S. champion as far as he was concerned. I mean, John, he'll have another opportunity. Rusev is on Raw, too, now. So. Titus will have another opportunity for that. And Titus is still a good contender for that, in my personal opinion. Yeah, I mean, we don't we don't want that to end up. Though Michelle brought up a good point. We don't want that to end up like what happened with, you know, the fact there's no more Guerreros on right WWE anymore. Because I mean, we've yeah. lost enough. You know, we've lost because enough. Ch- right, because Charlo's not competing there anymore. Eddie uh-huh. has passed away. I mean, big and Vicky's not on there anymore. Very good. Well, talk about Chavo. How about him? And is one of the people who filed that lawsuit, Howard? There's a bunch of people filing that big concussion lawsuit. We kind of talked about it last night a little. I actually read that in the news here earlier, JD. Yeah, can you believe how many people are on that list, though? Yes, I can. I, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm shocked. I read actually the whole story. That was most of what the first part of the show was. That whole story. So, yep. It's on. Yeah, of your Friends of 411 Mania, they had it. Let me ask Michelle this real quick. I know uh, there was some talk about her ultimate dream boat, Mr. Cesaro. Uh, What were your thoughts about his comments that he made, Michelle, about the draft? Because there's some questions about the way he uh, made some comments about it. Uh, I don't know what he said. I don't remember either, but I heard something about this. And by the way, your boy is coming out with another DVD. Mr. Orton is coming out with his second DVD in November. Mm. And Yummy. Fact, yeah, they have some good matches on here, including the one with Seth Rollins, the TLC match from 2013, the match against Damian Sandow from 
March of 2013, against Christian, against Punk, against Shawn Michaels, an untelevised match against Triple H, uh, untelevised uh, kind of early Raw debut in April of 2001, uh, against John Cena back in June of 2001. They haven't said what the title of it is yet, though. But it's coming out in November. I do know that, however. But yeah, this is what Cesaro said. However, I'm trying to pull it up right now for Lemania. I just saw it because, like I said, he did make some comments about what happened after the draft last night. And I think management was not real happy with the remarks that he made. While you pull it up, and you're going to read round eight right fast while you do that. Uh, Round eight right here, Darren Young with Bob Backlund was drafted to Raw. Kalisto was drafted to SmackDown. Sin Cara was drafted to Raw. Naomi was drafted to SmackDown. Jack Swagger was drafted to Raw. And they did not even break up the Ascension. Both members of the Ascension are on SmackDown. Uh, Michelle, your thoughts on round eight? Uh, wait a minute. I thought one of the Ascensions... Yeah, didn't one of the Ascension dudes fucking fail a drug test? I think it was Victor, yeah. He was out for 60 days. He was out for 60 days, though. Oh, yep. yeah, look, and he was back. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. uh wasn't one of my favorite rounds. Okay. Gerard, you're taking on round eight? Uh, not too shabby, I guess. Okay. J.D., you're taking on round eight? It was okay, but the Ascension, I'm sorry, they are a joke. Send him back down to NXT and let him learn how to speak the mic and get better in the ring again. And then if you're going to come back up, maybe then make a splash. Right now, you guys haven't done jack crap in the last few years since you've been up here. No, right. put him on the plane with Roman Reigns and them. There you go. <laughs> That's it. That plane is definitely getting full, however. <laughs> and, John, and John says the Ascension are still overrated in his book. Okay. All right. Round number nine here coming up here, guys. Uh, let's see what we have here. Uh, ooh, interesting picks right here. Round number nine. The Dudley Boys, both of them, will stay on Raw. Zack Ryder will go to SmackDown. Summer Rae will go to Raw. Apollo Crews will go to SmackDown. Mark Henry will stay on Raw. And Alexa Bliss will come from NXT on to SmackDown. Michelle, your thoughts on round nine? Uh, great choice. Um, I'm glad they brought Alexa, Alexa Bliss over. Um, I'm hoping maybe that, you know, with her being in there with the, you know, quote unquote big girls, big you know, the big leagues that she'll she'll step up her game a lot more and, and get a lot better than, you know, what she is now. Um Dudley Boys, great choice wherever they go. I really thought they would go to SmackDown though. Um Mark Henry, I love Mark Henry, just as well as I love the big show. Um, and I just, you know, I get sad when, you know, the, the, you know, the, the legends like that retire and, you know, don't wrestle anymore. Um, I thought it was a, a, it was pretty good round. Okay. All right. Gerard, your take on round nine. Um, pretty good overall. Uh, I thought the sleeper pick was a less, a less, uh, She's a tongue twister, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> JD, your thoughts on round nine? 
I think Alexa Bliss is going to do very well on that show, Howard. I mean, she and Becky could be a new team, maybe, or feud with each other. I think that's going to be very, very fun to watch. Um, Mark Henry, again, I mean, not to be, put him down. Who knows how much left he has in his tank, Howard, but hopefully he'll have enough to just keep going for a little longer. If not, he can be a mentor or teacher down the road, maybe, with the company, however, if he decides to hang up the boots on his own. And I'm not saying he's going to do it anytime soon, but he might. You never know. Uh, what were the other ones again? Uh, let me see here. Um, uh, Dolly Boy. The Dolly Boy went to Raw. Zack Ryder went to SmackDown. Summer Rae went to Raw. Apollo Crews went to SmackDown. Apollo Crews, I love to death. I, th- I mean, this guy is going to be dynamite lightning in a bottle as well. I mean, Summer Rae, she is like Charlotte and Dana Brooke. They're all hoes. Put them on the hoe train or put them in a strip club. That way people can throw quarters at them. The Dudley Boys, however, I mean, they've had a great career. Don't get me wrong. I mean, but it's time for them to hang it up. I really do believe that. We need so. the Godfather back. Hell yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah. You can put uh, your three hoes right there. Dana Brooke, Charlotte, and freaking Summer Rae. Dress them up in outfits. Uh, but yeah, uh, the, other, the other thing that I uh, kind of was, I would say a little, I was, like I said earlier, I was surprised, like I said, with the Tyler Breeze Bandango thing. I hope they start getting behind these guys. I'm not a big Bandango fan, but I am Prince Pretty fan through and through. I think this guy is like the most, he, he's sort of like a young Dolph with the arrogance and the cockiness, and which that is great. I think it's time to split away from Bandango personally, I think, and go out on his own. Hopefully they can do something with him in a singles way. Um... As far as the other picks I'm looking here, I'm just looking at the whole roster now. Ziggler has been hot cold his whole career. This is the one time they have got to light a fire under his tokus and really try to ride him as long as they can. But like I said, the guys I'm really excited about on SmackDown more and more are, like I said, I'm going to say it again, it's American Alpha, my girl Becky, Baron Corbin's going to be awesome, Randy's going to be great. Hopefully they do something with Bray pretty well. Cena... Again, who knows how much longer he's going to be competing here. And, of course, you've got, of course, the Brian Pillman of the whole roster, the uh, Loose Cannon 2.0, as we should start calling him now, however, and that is the dude himself, Mr. Dean Ambrose. John, John here's a couple of things that John has said. Uh, he actually came up with something that we're talking about putting a lot of these wrestlers that we're not too fond of on a plane together. He's actually saying... Roman Reigns and the Usos versus Rusev and the Ascension inside the plane match. The winner shoves their opponents off the plane. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. you know, and we'll also have a, we'll have a side match. This is a good match here. How about this one? Not to be mean about Jack Swagger, but they haven't done much with him either. Let's put Jack Swagger and Bo Dallas against the Shining Stars. The loser fights and wins the Battle of Puerto Rico. I mean, really, do we need the Shining Stars and Bo F and Dallas on Raw? Please. Okay. Well, I'm almost done with this anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm getting close to the end. Here. Okay. But John has one more thing he had to say. Well, thankful that the Dudleys did not split on Raw. They wanted to see Apollo Crews thing on Raw. They actually wanted to see more than him. Okay? All right. <clears throat> Let's see what we have here. Round 10 coming up here, guys. Uh, Braun Strowman will be on Raw. Uh, Breezango, like I said, they didn't split them up. They're, they're staying on SmackDown. They're going to SmackDown. Bo Dallas is going to Raw. Even Marie is going to SmackDown. Ooh. Uh, shining, the Shining Stars will remain on Raw, and the Vault Villains will not be split up. They will stay on. They will go. Both of them will go to SmackDown. How the hell did I miss Eva Marie being drafted? 
Well, that's what I have here. You put it down. <clears throat> uh, no, I, I know, but I, I must have I must have went pee or something during that. I don't know. <laughs> but but see, this was during the see the last few here was announced during the draft center on the network. Right. Yeah. I, I yeah, must have yeah. went pee when they said Eva Marie. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So, so your thoughts on round ten here, Michelle? Oh, uh, Eva Marie, blah, could do without. Um, she's another one they need to send to Japan or um, China or the Great Wall of China or off a cliff. I don't know. Um, I thought it was okay. It was a pretty good round. wasn't too bad. Okay. All right. Gerard, your thoughts on round 10? Uh... Eva Marie's thing was kind of not needed. Uh, <laughs> uh, the okay round, I guess. Okay, JD, your thoughts on round ten? Um, I would say, how like I said, put Eva Marie in the plane with the rest of those uh, Chaperones, like the Bo Dallas's, the Roman Reigns's, the uh, Usos, and all these guys. I mean, she is just terrible. She can't wrestle. She can't talk. Yes, she has a fair, nice body, but that's other than that, she's not very fun to uh, observe. Braun Strowman could be a monster. I mean, he could be the big monster if it's not Gallus and Anderson on Raw along with Rusev and KO, but I think there's going to be uh, a big matchup coming up down the road, possibly for the Battle of Monsters between Strowman and KO, and that would be a phenomenal match. I can see that happening, if you ask me. Okay. And so what John and uh, John has not said anything about that yet. I'll come back and see what he says here just a minute. One more round to go, guys. One more round. round Last call. <laughs> Last call. Last call, Jake Gerard. Last call. And I'm buying. <laughs> Belly up there, Gerard. Belly up. All right. Belly up and I'm buying. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm buying this one. I'm drinking. I know you are. I'll join you. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Sounds good. And here's the the last go around. Alicia Fox will go to Raw. Eric Rowan will go to SmackDown. Dana Brooke will go to Raw. Mojo Raleigh will go from NXT to SmackDown. Curtis Axel will go to Raw. And Carmella will go from NXT to SmackDown. And the only one, according to this, that was undrafted was Heath Slater. Michelle, your thoughts on round number 11? Mm. It was okay. Um, I'm not surprised that Dana Brooke went to Raw. Um, Everybody else again? I'm sorry. No problem. Alicia Fox went to Raw. Eric Rowan went to SmackDown. Dan Brooke went to Raw. Mojo Raleigh went from NXT to SmackDown. Uh, Curtis Axel went to Raw, and Carmelo went from NXT to SmackDown. And, of course, you know, we talked about this, too. The um, only one that was not drafted was Heath Slater. Right, yeah. Pretty pretty good round. Um, you know, I, I still, I'm still pissed, kind of pissed off that uh, they didn't draft from NXT Rude and Austin Aries. That would have been brilliant moves on their part, um, but it didn't happen. I, I think that those two are not NXT stars. They're more of the big leagues, you know, the WWE or uh, you know SmackDown. I don't care either one. They just they they need to move up. NXT is not where they need to be. 
they're too big of superstars to showcase on NXT. Just my opinion. But overall, it was an A-OK draft. Okay. Uh, Gerard, your take on round 11? Yeah, I thought it was all right. Okay. Uh, J.D., your thoughts on round 11? I think, however, with Mojo, you're going to have him and Ryder now maybe do a tag team and at least get the tag team excited because you've got American Alpha and Brizego in there, uh, possibly with uh, the Hype Brothers, which is going to be interesting. you got Carmella now dealing with Alexa Bliss. They've had some pretty good matches. She could also do some matches with, like, Naomi, Becky, considering they've had some history in NXT. Like I said, Naomi, they've never fought, so that'll be entertaining. Uh, like I said, uh, she's also dealt with Ava Marie. Yeah. Rowan, I don't know. I mean, it's tough to say if they can take the sheep mask off of him and make him a big, tough, strong monster, like the next big thing, like Strowman, like their big mega monster. We'll have to wait and see. And one thing I want to point out, however, and I forgot to talk about it when, the Raw, when you were doing the Raw roster too, with this Cruiserweight division, however, I'll tell you right now, one of the three names I think that could end up being in this tournament, I mean, you're going to probably see your Sin Caras, your Neville's, maybe possibly your Enzos, and maybe even Finn. But I'll tell you right now, the one guy I think that could really win this Cruiserweight title, however, if they decide to go with it all in, however, right now I'm putting my money on one of two people, either Cesaro or Neville. Hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. And John did mention one other quick thing. Braun Strowman, a great choice uh, on for all. Uh, uh, Strowman versus Kevin Owens on Raw will be interesting. And John's asking, can Owens give Strowman the pop-up power bottom? Hmm. And John says the last draft round was good and helped me bring back the Cruiserweight title, as J.D. said. Okay. Uh, a good, good, uh, good review there, guys. Thank y'all very much. Of course, uh, 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 good reviews there overall. Uh, just and just a quick rundown here. Let me and uh, just for just um, we went through each and every section. Let me just ask overall, Michelle. Overall, your thoughts on the draft itself? Uh, not too shabby. Uh, it was pretty. It was pretty good uh, draft. Um, uh, just like I said before earlier, I hope that uh, Shane and Daniel Bryan bury Stephanie and them for a good while just to show them that, you know, SmackDown can be a better show if you have the right people running it. Um, Also, you know, another issue is creative team. They need to work with them as well. Always been an issue in the past. The shows have been struggling lately. Tired of seeing the same old shit every day, every week. Let's spice it up. Let's start putting championship belts around different people's weights. Uh, let's start putting some polls up for the fans to vote to see what kind of matches they want to see happen, what they want to make their main event for SmackDown and their main event for Raw. Let's start focusing on the fans because obviously Stephanie, you know, I mean, I know it's just character, but she doesn't really give two shits less than what the fans think, but Shane McMahon does. So, you know, let's start including the fans more and getting their opinions on what they like to see as well now that this draft is done and said, um, Randy Orton, 12 times, 12 times, World Heavyweight Championship. Is he going to go after Ambrose? If Ambrose retains on uh, Sunday, will he go after Ambrose? 
that would be a very interesting match. That would be a very interesting feud to see between the Viper, the vintage Viper, and the one and only Lunatic Fringe himself, Dean Ambrose. So I uh, my kudos to uh, Shane McMahon for picking Daniel Bryan. I think it was a brilliant choice. Uh, Stephanie picking Mick Foley. Still, like I said, a very shocking choice. I didn't expect it. Um, but, I, you know, Mick Foley, like I said earlier with Chad on the debate, I've always been a huge Mick Foley fan. I respect that man to the highest, the fullest. I think he's a brilliant, brilliant superstar person, individual, and he has a lot to bring to the table as well as Daniel Bryan. So let's start making this shit a lot more interesting. Let's start bringing the ratings up. Let's make it a competition to see which show can beat out which show every week. Let's get it out there. Let's hype it up. Let's make it interesting, and let's start changing hands of some championship belts here. Absolutely. Uh, I would agree with that. Gerard, Gerard, I'll take over the draft. Well, I thought that there was a lot of great picks. There was a few faulty picks, like uh, JD said, I think. Uh, Big Show, Mark Henry, and uh, Eva Marie, and a couple other ones, uh, they kind of messed it up. But other than that, it was a good overall. Okay. JD, your overall thoughts on the draft? I would agree with what Michelle said. However, I think it's time that they have got to do something and shake things up. I hope they do it right this time. But like I said, I kind of disagree with Michelle about Stephanie's choice of Mick. I said all along, I think it's a pity hire. I think it's not going to last very long. I just have a feeling that within the next few weeks, maybe even a couple months, however, we're going to see maybe Triple H be back in power because Stephanie will want her husband in power. And, of course, with her husband being in power, they'll be obviously having their big, um, of course, their big draft pick, of course, Seth Rollins, kissing their ass again like he always does, however. And, of course, mm-hmm. that will lead to a match, I'm sure, down the road, maybe possibly Seth and Finn Bauer, which would be a five-star classic, I think. If those two have great chemistry, I think they will. As far as uh, Daniel Bryan and SmackDown, I think, they're on the right track. There's a few I do question in the picking department, but I think Daniel and Shane are going to do pretty well and try to bring it up. I hope they do. And I think, however, if they do that, however, maybe this split will work. But like I said, at this point right now, I'm kind of iffy at this moment. I mean, you don't know. Six months from now, we could be talking about, oh, this is just like the invasion angle of 2001. It didn't work. Well, gee, maybe it didn't work because you were always about your power trip, Stephanie, and being the heelish GM that you are and the bitch that you really are, however, with your character on TV, that people are getting tired of your little uh, narcissistic attitude. That's why people like CM Punk and all those people have come out and said in interviews and in interviews online, however, or made comments like us, however, because sometimes it's the truth. Maybe you got to wake up and smell the roses. Hopefully this will be the start of something big. Like I said, I'll be there on Monday when Raw comes here. I hope it's a great show, because last time they were here, it was a somewhat decent show. Now I'm going to be looking forward to seeing Finn Balor, however, for the first time and seeing some of the people I've seen before, like Zayn, Owens, and these guys, and hopefully they'll put on a good show. But again, the next six months are going to be the telling point of this company, however, where they're going with both brands. If they don't have anything good by the end of the year or early part of January, 
and I'm going to say this, this might alarm all three of you and maybe John as well as everyone else out there. Don't be surprised. I'm saying this now. We know Raw's been on a long time, however. Do not be surprised. If the, if the ratings continue to go downhill, however, if they really go bad, however, don't be surprised if they finally pull the plug on Raw. And that would be very alarming if they did that. I'm not saying they're going to, but it's a very distinct, slight, very slim possibility. But it could, it could, it could be different within six months. We don't know yet. Hmm. That's, I have that's... a question. Go ahead, Michelle. Uh, well, let's see. Um, let's reflect back and uh, <clears throat> Vince McMahon, who is the heel asshole himself, basically, you have to have a heel in every game, whether it is the owner or <laughs> not, or your wrestlers or not. You have to have that one that plays that bitch character, or else it's going to be boring if you have happy-go-lucky, smiley Stephanie or whoever all the time. It just kind of takes the the interest away from it. Second of all, Seth Rollins being the first pick, not a shocker. Um, I don't believe that or nor see where he's kissing anybody's ass, per se, but I do see that, you know, he is the architect, uh, the ninja. He is Seth Rollins. Uh, he is hungry. He wants that belt. Uh, you know, he suffered a traumatic injury. His his goal and his strives to come back was to get that belt back, and I don't think he's going to stop until he does. Oh, um, I agree. I agree. I every so. game has an ass kisser in it, and if it is Seth Rollins, it's Seth Rollins. Um, if you ask me, Raw would not be the same without Seth Rollins. That's just my opinion. Um, some may agree, some may not agree. Uh, but in every company, every organization, whether it's Raw, whether it's SmackDown, whether it's UFC, whether it's TNA, whether it's NXT, you always have to have your asshole in every organization to make it stable, per se. Definitely. Because you look at it now, you've got Stephanie, who's the bitch, and then you got Shane, who's the angel. And in the middle, they meet, and they make that median come together. And they make everything work and operate. And this is what is needed. The shows are suffering. The creative team sucks. Um, Hell, the three of us, could, we could all to, write for the writing team. Everything needs to step up. Um, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I can't wait to now see Raw, you know, now that, you know, Roman Reigns can come back. So, every, you know, I can sit back and watch him be booed even more. Uh, because of the fact that he failed a fucking drug test, uh, which you know, who rocks? Kudos. Look at Lex Luger. What the hell thing? What the hell thing do you think got him in a fucking wheelchair? That's a big part of it, you know. But guess what? He was still a big part of the organization. He was great. He was uh, very well liked. He played the asshole part. He played the good part. Everything. I mean, WWE in general. I'm talking. Raw and SmackDown together, this could be a way to bring the ratings up, get the wrestlers to where they need to be, start switching the hands of the championships, stop letting them hold and retain them for so long of a period of time to the point where you're getting tired of seeing them wrestle the same damn people every week. It needs to change. It's got to change. It needs major, massive change. I, I would I would definitely agree with that, Michelle. 
Absolutely. Uh, one quick note before we leave the show, guys. Uh, Michelle and I talked about this on debate earlier tonight. Gerard and JD, I want to get your opinion on this. Now, we did see, of course, um, those who are currently holding the championships go to, of course, uh, different shows here. Uh, <clears throat> just first off, Gerard, I'll ask you this your take here. Um, and I think they did this before when they did the draft. I wanted, and I'll ask Gerard this first, and I'll ask JD this. The world title belt and the tag team title belt, I don't know if they did this with the women's title belt before, but remember when they did this with the world title belt and the tag team title belt, that whomever had the belt at that time, regardless what show they were on, they could go to either show and defend those belts. I'm sure, George, you remember that show a while back, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let me ask you this question. Do you think they'll do that this time around with this, with, with this situation? Uh, I said this before sometime, somewhere. Uh, I can't remember. But I said they should have their own belt. Uh, for each show, because it's going to be stupid. Um, <clears throat> because how are you going to build it up? Okay, so say like SummerSlam, I guess. Well, yeah, we'll give SummerSlam. Uh, say Rusev wants, uh, somebody from SmackDown wants the U.S. title. So they're going to say, uh, well, say, uh, yeah, Rusev. Say Rusev, uh, say Dolph Ziggler wants to face Rusev, then they're going to have to face each other on SummerSlam, but there's not going to be no build-up, so that's going to be pointless uh, if that's how they're going to do it. Okay. Now, now, they wouldn't, now, now, do you think the reason why they did this, Gerard, was putting Rusev on Raw because he had the U.S. belt? They were going to make the U.S. belt restricted to Raw, and they put Miz on SmackDown because he has the Intercontinental belt. That they were going to make the Intercontinental belt restricted to SmackDown. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. Uh, you think as for like maybe the World Title belt, the Tag belt, and the Women's belt, you think they need to? Each show needs to have their own belts, pretty much. Yeah. They do. Okay. All right, JD. You know, that's actually a pretty smart point. Yes, JD. The same question. I I would have to say, and I said it before many times, not on our radio, but here on all the shows. Yes, I think they need to split up the belts, but at the same time, if they want to change it, however, and this is just my opinion, by changing it, I mean they've got to go out there and say, hey, one of these shows, however. Like one week, however, you can have the U.S. title and the women's title on the line. The next week, you could have two other belts on one of the main shows, however. But like I said, I just I just have this funny feeling telling me, and I've said it a couple times again, and I'll say it one more time again tonight. I think they're setting themselves up for failure. I really do. This is going to be like 2002, 2003 all over again, however. And it's going to get to the point where people are saying, this isn't working. we got to put the team back together again, Howard. Why would we ever think the split was going to work, Howard? It just isn't working for us at all. 
But again, I mean, it could change. You never know. It could work out. Let's just hope. But right well, now, I'd say I'm kind of iffy at the moment. I'm kind, it's kind of iffy at the moment. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, uh, folks. On that note there, ladies and gentlemen, we do thank you very much for joining us here. On what's been a very intense and great discussion here tonight. I'll hear episode 191 here, of course, of the Mothership Broadcast, WWS Revolution. <clears throat> and to close, I want to thank everyone for being on here tonight. Of course, we did talk a great deal on there, of course, the results for SmackDown, our wrestling news and views, our history and birthdays. And, of course, we ran down the results of last night's WWE. I'll say the big... That's all, folks. That's it right there. That's right. And to close us out here this evening, I now turn that over. I now, once again, give that on to one and the only BMWA. My man, take it away. Close us out with a bang. This has been another episode of WCW US Revolution. The players at the bar are first of all Oh wait, there's more. First of all, the bartender at the bar serving us all Chad the boss Hinshaw. Second of all having one drink is the classy lady <laughs> MLD. Aww. Next to her is the Iceman. He has two drinks. <laughs> Next to him is John. He's having beefaroni. I don't know. I guess it's allowed. John, the human suplex machine. Last but not least, the alcoholic of WCW US Revolution <laughs> with the most drinks at six. King NWO GTS. God bless. Good night. Tune in tomorrow. Have yourself a great day. And stay classy, San Diego. And stay in the ring. <laughs> I love it. 